0: And that is why this is the best damn flag league in Jersey.
1: The Cowboys are the first ever Old Bridge Flag Football League champions.
0: And what's going on everybody? Welcome back to the OBFFL Podcast episode number 38, week 6 recap. This was the final week of the season, correct Kurtzman? This was That's the final right, week the of the regular season. Again, next week. As always, next to me, Brandon Kurtzman, and my father, Tommy Savaro. Kurtzman, do we have anything that we want to say before we get into the recap here? Yes, we talked
2: about it on the last podcast, I guess for the preview of this week's games. Uh... All games this week, we'll be playing at Rarity Bay Cougars. We will have two playoff games as on Sunday, as well as one play, uh, one regular season finale between Oklahoma and TCU, which has playoff implications on Saturday. Essentially, this is how it goes. Oklahoma beats TCU. Oklahoma, two seed. Arizona will be the three seed. Notre Dame would be in in the sixth seed, and we would have Arizona versus Notre Dame in the first round. If TCU beats me on Saturday, then we play TCU again the following day. Wow. and that's basically how it's going to so be. So you'd be
0: back to back versus TCU. Literally
2: back to back games versus TCU if if they beat us on Saturday. Um the only game that is set in the playoffs so far is oh, uh, UCLA versus Arizona State, a a rematch of a game in which UCLA got kind of revitalized their season 2 weeks ago beating Arizona State in a what was one of the biggest bigger upsets of the season thus far. Yeah. Um I, Ohio State has the one seed at the moment. If I was to beat TCU by more than 15 points, we would I would get the one seed. Ohio State, would get the two seed because of point differential. Um, if I win by exactly 15 points, 34-19, it goes to a coin flip. Wow, <laughs> for the, for the one seed. But we'll we'll worry about that when the time comes. Just know that those small those play implications
0: for Saturday's game. Dad, do you have anything to say before we get into it here?
1: No, let's get into it.
0: Oh, one more thing before we get into it. Just got to plug it again. Again, basketball registrations are open for our basketball league starting the first weekend of the new year in 2020. So make sure you guys get your teams together for that and sign up. If you have any questions about the
2: league, uh, if you're trying to get on a team, Hit up me or TJ. We can get it going. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's get into the week six preview, which sounds weird to say because it's eight weeks this season, correct? Or was it, se- it, was it was seven. seven? It was seven. Seven weeks, but everyone. it was week yeah. six. Took a week off. We her, So this was the week, week six. six recap, yeah. Week six recap, Week six recap. Where are we starting off here? Let's start with the early games. I want
2: to start with UCLA against Notre Dame because that was an absolute thriller. A back and forth a battle. Um, Joe Mayo playing quarterback for Notre Dame. No one knew how he was going to come out, but... Uh,
0: he came out, and me and TJ said it all day. We were watching the game from the booth. The arm was live. I am obsessed with Joe DiMeo. Um <laughs> Joe DiMaio came back and played quarterback and looked phenomenal. Uh, I was really impressed by how Joe... He Everyone in the huddle was really sitting there listening to Joe, and Joe was really coaching them up. Uh, Joe's arm looked phenomenal, throwing deep spirals down the field all day. Uh, Q had a day for Joe. He was an absolute beast. Oh, um, we forgot to say this. There will be no stats... We're not going to read the stats off as we usually do oh, for yes. the end of the games this week uh, because Kurtzman, something happened at work. He had to stay later. The stats will be in the website. Everything will be up. The website will be updated in terms of leaders. By and- Tuesday night. Tuesday night. So tonight, we're not reading the stats. But anyways, Joe DiMeo was absolutely phenomenal on that, uh, on that Notre Dame team. Q was great. I thought Nick King played a really good game. Uh, I thought they were super ballsy and they went for two at the end, uh, at the end of the game right there and they got it. Uh, it was just, uh, it was wild. It was a crazy game. Notre Dame looked really good. Sam Allen wasn't there. I Facetime Sam to show him the last play of the game. We were, you know, it was funny. Um, and on the flip side, UCLA, uh, they picked up right where they left off with uh, that upset win against Arizona State last week because... They looked great, Rob looked great, and they looked hungry as a team. Wiz came back, Wiz made an impact. Austin had a, a pick six on Joe D'Amel. The only ba- It wasn't even a bad throw from Joe, it was a great read from Austin. And Austin took it, housed it, was super hyped. Austin put the afterburners on, he was, yeah. he was cooking up right yeah, there. Yeah, he, no, he really- did. He was really cooking up on that one. Uh, I'm happy
2: I got it on video because I remember I think uh, I pointed my camera to the other game and they were kind of taking a long time to uh, get set and everything. I was like, I'll just go to this game. Literally, three seconds later, Austin taking it to the house. I think that play is just a. a microcosm of seeing Austin's veteran veteran like, like what well, he he knows the game so well because he's been playing in our league for almost 5 seasons now yeah. that was something that he, I think he just saw it and said if this happens I'm going to be in the right spot to make
0: and he was life. he jumped the route. He jumped it, the it route. was like the Malcolm Butler type thing in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl and he jumped around and made the pick and uh that kind of really changed the game dad you ref this
1: one right yeah uh what what did you think why do you see continue and, and keep it rolling uh first of all I want to commend Joe DeMelo it's not easy to step in after, you know, a full season of not playing quarterback. And, not, and on a and, team that's not even his. Right, and playing as well as he did. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know, the, the pregame, we said, well, at least I said that for him to be successful, he's got to, you know, go to Q often, yeah. and, which he did. Uh, like like you said, Q had a day. Uh, I'm not going to take anything away from UCLA, but there were times that, that Notre Dame did shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, they had two costly... Red zone interceptions that were inside the 10-yard yes. line. Uh, one was a great play by Austin. The other one was just a plain drop by one of Joe's receivers. that oh, went right into Kevin. Yes, into and he just hands. Yes, and Kevin Malone's hands. Yeah. I mean, that, that's quality. And then, Good reaction by Kevin to and, make that play. And let's not forget, the very end of the game, with less than a minute to go, Rob threw a ball right into Q's hands that he dropped. There. If he, yeah, yeah, he, he caught that, yeah. would have been a pick six, or even at the least, if he just knelt down, game over. Yeah. So... You know a, a lot of a lot of costly mistakes by by Notre Dame. But what what good did you see from UCLA? Why oh, no, UCLA? They're, they're back to being competitive, which I like to see. Uh, Rob was on his game. Um, they're in know, the playoffs. They they secured a e- playoff spot using his legs, using his arms. Uh, the, the line was revitalized. I, I like what I saw from UCLA, and moving forward, I hope they continue that kind of play.
0: Liam is an absolute beast. <clears throat> I know we say it every single week. Liam's a beast. Billy had a good game. Um, I would talk to Kevin right there had that big interception and yes it was a drop pass but he made a very good reaction play and, and ended up with the interception really you know like you said could have saved the game for them. Uh, I thought this was a really, really good one, Kurtzman. You were give me give me what you got on this one. Nah, all I'm gonna say about it is that Rob Aconte
2: is is hungry. I think yeah. we see it every year. He comes on late, figures it out with his new team, whatever it is, and he he's a scare. Like I feel like we're saying the same thing as we did in the summer with the Giants. Like I don't know if you want to see UCLA in the playoffs. They're a team that looks like they're rolling in the right direction. They got two big wins. They played. They beat Arizona State, who they're going to see in the first round on Sunday. And. Rob just doesn't want to lose right now. Uh the last play of the game was a Hail Mary. Joe didn't reach it to the end zone. Rob picks it off and instead of just going down. He runs it back and it, I think that was more of just a for himself statement. We're here, we're ready to play, we can be anyone.
0: I was thinking point differential as the reason or, you know, as the Definitely reason why. Definitely could be something. That's right. why as soon as he picked off and started running it, I was thinking point differential cuz they could be tied and a yeah, tiebreaker yeah, 100%. so I don't know if that's me just, you know, being a smart IQ player. Uh, spark, oh, here a, smart, a smart, a smart, a smart spectator who is now in a tie for first place. All three of us with our picks. Uh, I don't know if that's my IQ just showing there, but that's what I thought when Rob. No, made I that think way. that definitely has to be a part of it. But I think, I think more Rob was just like,
2: I want to put this. I want to put a statement, a statement, uh, yeah. last play on this game. It was a great game throughout, back and forth battle. Uh, it looked like Rob Acanti at one point had it, and then they threw an interception, and then gave Notre Dame another chance. And I go up to Joe at the end of the game, and I said, "I don't think you could have played any better. I think at the at the end of the game, at the end of the day, you made more than enough plays to win the game. The defense just really didn't get it done, and that's just and that, that, that's on Notre Dame.
0: Uh, plays being made all over the field though from everyone the whole day. Uh, I talked about it before uh, Notre Dame going for two. They're going up at the end. Nick King shrieking across the field. Joe puts it right on him, perfectly leads him. Catch, they get it for two, and you think that might be the game. It could be over there. And then Rob brings his team down the field and... And gets in, it was, it was just crazy. The fact that they were going for two curts, when we were in the booth, we were freaking out. I was freaking out because they uh, didn't even they didn't they need, did, need it. Yeah. Like, they
2: didn't even need it. Like because because Notre Dame didn't need the win necessarily because I think all of us here assumed that T C was gonna lose to Ohio uh, was gonna lose to Ohio State. Yes. Which meant that with the Clemson loss, Notre Dame and U C L A had both uh, Notre Dame with a loss had still clinched the playoffs while, while UCLA needed the win. So sitting there and watching yeah. them with like a minute 30, watching them go for two for the win was kind of crazy. I was I was freaking what out. What would you have
0: done in that situation? If I was Notre Dame? No, if you're Oklahoma.
2: Oh, uh, I mean, it, I, think it, I think it depends on what – I mean –
0: Playoffs. Yeah. Um. With a I think you go left. for it. Because if you're going to convert from five, I'm still going to say this. I know you disagree, Dad. I think if you're going to convert from five – then in that situation, you could convert from 10. I think, I think the, the running aspect would be the only difference. It's easier to run it in mm-hmm. from from, one, from five. I think that with the way my defense has been playing the last couple of weeks, I don't know if I'm going
2: for two. I'm going for the tie probably because mm. defense isn't playing well.
0: Because the defense isn't playing well, our defense isn't playing well. So then, wouldn't that mean you go for oh, the I win? I guess I go for the win. Yeah, Chris doesn't even know what he's talking about. I guess no. the yeah, if you want to know, if you want to know why Oklahoma <laughs> is, is lost their last two no. games, uh.
2: I think no, because I think it's just, it's just, it depends on what you what you think. Do you think your defense can get a stop? Because okay. regardless, the defense is gonna have to you're gonna have to get a stop on defense. Regardless, am I wrong?
0: Yes. Because if they make if they go for two and they get it, that could be. I'm talking about if the clock's expired. Like oh, they, if the clock's expired. You know for they're the not going. Yeah, oh, yeah. The clock's expired in this league any time going
2: for the okay. win. But okay. if they're still a minute 30 in the clock, I don't think the situation matters that much because, regardless, your even still needs to make a play. Okay. All
0: right. Um, let, let's go to that. You got anything else before we get to the next one here? Or anything else you want to say on this one?
1: No, no, I'm
2: good. Uh, I'll give quick I'll go, not quick stats. I'll just give quick of what I remember. Q scored three touchdowns. Joe threw for four, I believe. Nick King had a couple big plays, a couple big uh, deep ball catches. Uh, UCLA, Liam was all over the field. Rob was running, made multiple big runs that kept his team in. Uh, there was one play I wanted to say about Rob. You were about three yards away from the back of the end zone, and there were two guys on you with none of your linemen, and you somehow were able to split them and get about a 15-yard gain. That was probably one of the plays of the game in my book, but I could probably goes overshadowed in the realm of the game. Austin 2 touchdowns one defensively, one offensively. Okay. Yeah, that's probably a good. All one. right,
0: let's get to the next game here. Um Clemson against Arizona State. Yeah. A game yeah. where I picked Arizona State, you yeah. both took Clemson. That was one of my games where I won. The other game me and you both took UCLA. Dad, you took Notre Dame. Uh that's why that's why we gained yes. that's why we gained the games on you. Right. got Year. a little
1: bit of a protest here as, as far as the picks go because uh When we were going over the previews, we were were told that Augie was not playing, that Jack was the quarterback, but then Augie told me after the game that he planned to play quarterback all the time and just you knew about it and no one else did. Wow, uh, you so were, that's that's kind of uh, you were going kind of bogus. With, you were going with your, but you're allowed I was going, I was gonna go with Jack as, a, as you know, a starting quarterback. No, play they were the missing year.
0: Julius too. You were taking Clemson in that game. Don't, I was taking Clemson. Don't, don't, but no Augie quarterback, and it's a different. Story. Listen, we're
1: all tied going into the playoffs. Now, that you see. want to pull a fast one, who pulled the f- me? Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Augie said you did. He la- said you knew that he was quarterbacking. Augie, did. Augie himself didn't know if no, he was playing okay. quarterback. No, he said it was. Anyways, I asked him. He said it was a ruse. L- Let's
0: let's get into let's get into this game here. Uh, so the first few plays of the game, Augie wasn't the quarterback, and then he came in and played quarterback. Uh, Zach Ertz meltdown. I was disappointed.
2: Yeah, I was disappointed in the game as a whole because Arizona State jumped up to a twenty nothing lead. Um. And Clemson at one point looked like they had a chance. Dylan scored a touchdown when Chase came in and threw him a bomb to start the right uh, Zach got hurt, maybe some of his finger or his head or something. Um, first play Chase comes in, throws a touchdown to Dylan, twenty it was twenty to seven. Then Dillon gets an interception on the next play, and I thought, wow, maybe Clemson makes their comeback, they don't score there, and then from that moment on you kind of knew the game was over. And I was looking forward to a, uh, a shootout, really back and forth, just like we had in the other yeah. uh, twelve o'clock game. Um UCLA just did I mean not UCLA, Clemson just didn't have enough.
0: I thought that uh, I thought that Clemson had a good team this week. Emmerich was there. Dylan was playing. Chase was there. Like I, I nah, thought, was, they had yeah, all their yeah, the guys. I thought, there. I thought they had a good team this perfect. week. I think they started off slow. I think Augie came back and looked really good throwing the ball. Made a uh, They really had Nick nice Subdano and he Nick Subdano. That's my new name for Nick. That's my Skip Bayless Subdano. nickname. Nick Subdano, the best sub of all time. It's 3-0 this uh, Yeah, he's the greatest sub ever. Um, having Nick Jack moved to that number 1 uh receiver spot because because uh Julius was out um I thought Augie threw the deep ball well as always ran made plays you know Amir Noah uh all these guys that were on the line for him with no true really stepped up um Verdesco uh who am I? I, I'm missing another guy You say line. Amir Noah I said Amir Noah Verdesco um, Verdesco they were they were really good the whole the, team the whole team they played ball. really well uh, their defense looked good again. Uh, I think you know Clemson. They started off slow. Emrick, all of them. They, they missed. They missed a few opportunities. Mm-hmm. They um, Dylan, like not Dylan. Um, Zach had a few overthrows. He had a few guy. He wasn't really giving guys like Emrick or Dylan a chance to make plays on the outside. And then they had a few turnovers. And then Chase came in played quarterback. They looked a little bit better. It looked like there's a chance, a point in the game where maybe you said it. They could come back, but ultimately they fell short. And they are officially eliminated from playoffs. And... What, what do we have to say about their team as, as as a whole for the season? I think it all kind of just came together and where their players needed to play.
2: like Where their players needed to be on the field and what roles they needed to play just weren't determined fast enough. Uh,
0: Dylan's the, health.
2: Dylan's health. Emmerich um, didn't show up for two weeks. Emmerich doesn't show up for a couple weeks. Uh, Dom trying to figure out playing quarterback while also having a bunch of mo- uh, moving pieces. No, one, no stability throughout any of his three starts before giving up to Zach. Uh, Zach gave them a little bit of life, a little bit of juice, got them two big wins. Um, I feel like sometimes that, that juice that you get in the beginning of the season, like it's like when an NBA team makes a run in the game, they're down 20, they get it back to like seven, but it's like, do you have enough juice to left the, in the tank yeah, yes, to yeah. get over the hump? Um, that would or have did been... They ran out of gas. I think they. I think they did. But I, like. I like. We said they had a really good team this week. They yeah. had all their guys there, and they, the game. Their their fate was out in front of them. They
0: could. They controlled their own fate. They could have made the playoffs, but they well, ran into
2: Augie, who was now playing at a pretty
0: high level. I want to shout the guys on Clemson out though, because they really did try shout, shout out to Dom. Um, shout out to Matt Hughes and Chase, who drove every weekend three hours, I believe, to no, come Matt play. No, Matt lives thirty uh, minutes away now, but Chase, uh, yeah, Chase three was coming. Yeah, Chase was coming three hours away. That shout out to him. Listen. Chase, if you listen to this, I think you're a stud athlete. Uh, We would obviously love to have you back in the league. Uh, Maybe you play quarterback this time. I thought you were really good. I think that if you were a quarterback for a full season, that team could be very, very dangerous. Um, I, I think that, you know, a lot of these guys on Clemson, it just didn't click for the first part. Last two weeks, they looked pretty good, and then they laid an egg this week. But as a whole, I want to shout out those guys for showing up. Shout out to everyone. Obviously, Dom helps with the stats. We know Dom is one of your best friends. Dom is great. Um, shout out to Matt. He comes every week. He's, you know, really He's nice, out really a really nice too. guy. And uh, he plays really well every single weekend. So, you know, a lot of good players on that team that are going to be out of the playoffs for, um, you know, the upcoming weekends here. But I definitely just wanted to, you know, give them their props individually and as a team. Because even though you didn't make the playoffs doesn't mean it wasn't a good season. Yeah. And just because you didn't make the playoffs, that the, I hope that doesn't discourage people from coming back and playing again next season. So yeah. um, I think one thing also
2: about Clemson that kind of um, hurt them a little bit was the way the, ske- the scheduling worked a little bit. They played a lot of the lesser teams in the beginning of the season. Uh, their team was just a little bit more behind the curve than the rest yeah. of the middle of the pack, lesser teams in the league. And then at that towards the end of the year, they had to play against all of the better teams in the league, I think.
0: I don't I th- think there's any lesser teams in the league now. now. at this point, now, no. Yes, but at this three, point, yes. three,
2: three, four weeks ago, Absolutely. there were 100% that, that's lesser my, teams. Yeah, that's my biggest takeaway. Um, no, the league has definitely gotten better from top to bottom as the season has gone on. And like you said, all the Clemson guys, thanks for coming. Thanks for playing. Another great season for you guys. But um
1: comes up short. Dad, you got anything Oh, no. Just am disappointed that Clemson's out. I thought they really started to hit their stride towards the end. Uh, I was looking forward to seeing them, see what damage they could do in the playoffs if they got there. Um, I think if uh, they ran this season back uh, the way they ended, if they started that way, this would be a definite playoff team. Yeah,
0: I forgot to mention Tommy Torrey as well. Just, It just hit me right now. He was phenomenal all year. I think uh, Tommy Torrey, he's going to be moving forward the more he plays. I think when he gets on the right team and he's playing in these, you know, high intensity, high level games. Someone you want on your team? I think he's someone you want in that dogfight with you. Yeah, so. he'll be contribute. He
2: contributes. Uh, even when I played against Clemson, he was a dog out there, and that that day, um, I think he's one of those guys that can be a major yeah. contributor to a championship team in a league like ours.
0: That I, I think um, one thing that you were uh, we're looking to say is that Clemson is is uh was one of the teams that really gave the refs no problems at all either uh i think every single week they were for the most part you know they they kept their head down and they played and you yeah, were, played I know, hard yeah they played hard and you were definitely appreciative of that i know we've talked about that before so uh shout out to clemson on, on a good season and congratulations yeah, let's to, get all those guys back to phenomenal yeah, athletes and congratulations to arizona state on you know finishing strong good to see augie healthy Good to see those guys, you know, clicking and playing well right now. So Yep, going to the playoffs always want to come in off a win. Yeah. Let's go to the later games now. You wanna talk about Ohio State
2: or you wanna talk about me first? Uh let's talk about you. Nice. Let's talk about you. Yeah.
0: Here's my diagnosis with Kurtzman. Well, you right? want to get into the game a little. Like, you want? Do you want to start with the game and what all right, happened? We'll start Real with the quick. game and you then get, I'll, and you I'll can 100 percent give me a all diagnosis. All right, all right. You give me give me what you you didn't see his game, right?
1: No, uh, no. He
2: all was. right. So Kurtzman. I'll give you what give
0: happened. Me, yeah, tell me about the. Give me the full breakdown of the game and then I'll diagnose
2: you. All right. Full breakdown of the game basically was like this. Smitty played probably his best game of the season. What I've seen so far, he didn't miss throws. He hit big throws when he had to. He ran the ball when he had to. I played four different defenses against him on uh, Saturday, and he, every time it looked like our defense was finally starting to figure it out, he made a big throw, or a big run, or did something that made me have to question, do we have to change the defense again, because he's now, he's, by what the receivers were running, and how the plays were going, I could figure out that he saw what was going on, while I, he saw what was happening, based on what my defense was doing, we gave up a lot of big plays, we missed a lot of flag grabs, but that's nothing to say, Arizona didn't go out there and beat us, um, they were making plays all over the field. They were giving me problems in the backfield. Whenever Joe Piscopo came on the rush, um, it felt like time was in my yeah. head. I had to get the ball out faster. Um, but all in all, I think my offense played well for missing Tyson, um, missing Abby, but I don't even consider that a missing because he hasn't been here in however many weeks. Um But I think Tyson's a big part of our team in both ways. I think Ed Zalek made a bunch of big plays. He scored two touchdowns for me. Um, I really let it fly. I think I really let it fly after the previous week not letting it fly at all. I really let my guys try to go up there and make plays. Michael Leva came down with a big 45-yard touchdown. Uh, Ed caught two. I just think that we need to – I honestly don't really know what we need to do right now. I think we need to shore up the ball – shore up on the defensive side because we still scored 32 points, which is still good. But we gave up 34, so that's really the end of that.
0: I want to congratulate uh, Arizona State. I think Arizona, Arizona, Arizona. my bad, Arizona. Uh, like you said, Smitty was phenomenal. I think that uh, Pauly is what, one it, of just, the
2: best cheers in the league.
0: Absolutely, Joe. Like you said, one of the best defensive linemen in the league. Uh, they play really well as a team together. Smitty seems to have you know a good a good pulse on on the uh, on the huddle. I think he knows what he's doing in the huddle. Definitely, he's been a good leader for them so far. And I think they should be number one in the power rankings. And when we get to it later, I'm pretty sure I will have them as the number one team. I think they are the hottest team in the league entering the playoffs. And I think I don't I, I don't know if they need a buy. I think I think a buy might hurt them. I think they're hot and they're in a rhythm right now. I don't know if that buy does well for them. So they, I, I guess they probably want to say fuck it. I want to go out and drink on on Friday night or yeah, Sunday yeah. Saturday night. But <laughs> but um, I don't know if buy does well for them. But either way, they're phenomenal. I'm going to diagnose you now, Kurtzman. I'm going to say what's different from the beginning of the season to right now for you and your team. Um, You, I felt like it started last season against that Cowboys when you blew them out when you had that crazy long run. Remember that? You had that crazy long (laughs) run, right? And I think from that moment until about a few weeks ago, you had a crazy run in almost every game and you just, at one point in the game, you were going to break one for 40 or 35 yards, and you were going to make a huge play. And I'm not saying you're not looking to run now, you're not looking to do it, but I just feel like those explosive plays from you on your feet haven't been there. Whereas it felt like it was almost impossible to grab your flag early, now people are getting to you, they're limiting you, and they're saying, hey, let's make him beat us over the top. And yes, you have guys like Aliva or Ed Zalek, uh, this last week, who could go over the top, make a play, and score a touchdown? Because we saw Ed do that this week. We saw Mike do it last week. But your game isn't the deep ball, and everyone knows it's not the game. You know that's not your game, the deep ball. Yeah, but so now I know I
2: have to throw it.
0: You have not only do you have to throw it, and that was that's what I said to you before we started recording. After you know we were talking the other day. I don't I think you have a lot of talented players. I think you need to give them more chances to make plays because the sometimes that you do right, they go out and they make them and then other times you're a little bit conservative with the ball, whereas it, and it was working being conservative wasn't a bad thing for you because you, you were getting him back to next player, you were breaking that long run. But I think, are you agree with me that you think that you're not breaking the long runs that you were breaking at a point? I
2: think outside of literally this week where I had a 40-yard touchdown run, I had one this week. But I think outside of that, I really haven't. Yeah. And I don't think that's because I don't want to run or I don't like to run. I just think I don't. I really, yo, I really don't know. It just hasn't been. Do you feel out of rhythm? No, because I think our offense played well this week. You he just scored, scored five touchdowns this week. Like I'm not.
0: No, no, yeah, no, yeah, no like, yeah, like, yeah.
2: You know what I'm saying? Like, like we still put up the we put up more than enough points to win the, uh, this game. And I couldn't say that the week before because the week before we we, gave, we scored 19 points, yeah. and that is unacceptable for a team that I'm playing quarterback for. But we scored 32 points this week, and I don't think our problem is the no. offense. I think, and I think you're correct in terms of I since that Cowboys game, I have not been as good of a quarterback. There have been games... No, no, there I have didn't been say games, that. No, 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 no. I know you have but I'm getting... that. That's kind of like where I was seeing you think that you going. at that quarterback? No, I, I mean, I think I had good games in the beginning of the season, but like I said, to, I think I said this to a bunch of you guys when we were watching football a couple weeks ago. I'm very good in the beginning of the season when I have my team working and other teams are trying to figure it out. We're at the end of the season where everyone's kind of figured out their team, know what they're doing. Kind of teams have seen me play. And see what I like to do. I know Arizona was playing two linebackers in the middle. I like to run a lot of drag plays yeah. that get guys going. Usually, guys get picked in the middle if they're playing man. They were playing two. They were playing a two middle linebacker zone on me. So harder for me to harder for me to run and break big ones. While also those drags are very congested in the middle. So I think, not that the book's out to get me. I just need to change up what I'm doing. I don't think
0: that you are playing worse at quarterback. I think that. Uh, like you said, now that teams have it figured out, whereas in the beginning of the season you're good at just organizing your guys, whereas other teams aren't, right I think I think that is, is definitely an early season advantage for you, but right now, I, like you said, I'm not blaming your offense, I'm not fully putting it on you either, but... I think you you guys have to figure it out. Two straight losses going into the playoffs is not a good look. I think Saturday it will be 3 if, if we lose if on Saturday. If you need to you need to Saturday's a must win for you guys in my opinion. Yeah, 100%. If you lose 3 so it's
1: TCU. Well, of course yeah, well, for, obviously for but,
0: TCU yeah. but but for, the, but for Oklahoma as well, I really do think these guys need to get back on track. I think it's a
2: must win for us for uh, two reasons. One, we need to get a win before we go into the playoffs. If we lose three straight going into the playoffs, that's terrible. And number two, if we lose to the TCU team, we're going to have to play the following day. I just don't like that scenario. Yeah,
0: I hate that. I hate everything also, about Also, I think TCU is a
2: super dangerous team because they have a lot of really good athletes on the defensive side. So, I'm trying
1: to definitely win this game and not have to play the following day. I, I got a... An interesting take on this. I don't think Kurtzman. I don't think any. I don't think he's playing bad. I don't think that there's any fault. I don't think there's any decline. Uh, there's parity in the league. There are good teams in this league. Yeah, a- 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 we're at the point where any team can win any any game on any Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, any Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. No, that's you, true. you cannot take anything away from Arizona. No, I was getting my next yeah, question. That's a tough team. My next
0: question was that I'm pretty sure me and you talked about on the way home. We have Arizona as the number one team. Uh, yeah, there'll we, be we have one power And I was my question to you, Kurtzman, was gonna was gonna be, what makes Arizona? Why have they taken such a leap? And why do you think? Or well, I don't know where you have no, them in terms I'll, of the best team in the league. I'll tell you what
2: why makes them different than the other teams. I don't know what makes them different, but I'll tell you what why they've gotten on this now. I think it's I think they were 2-2, two two, so I think it's a three-game winning streak. or It might be, honestly, be four. I'm not entirely sure. But what I'll tell you is this, that they have truly found role for every single player on that team. Uh, they weren't rushing Zach Bellheimer for the first probably four or five oh weeks. Oh, my God, of the he didn't even mention
0: Zach. Now yeah. he's one
2: of the premier pass rushers in the league because they moved him to a spot where he's making more of an impact. He's not playing a position that he's necessarily uh, uncomfortable, or but he's not as good of a defensive back as he has a defensive lineman. And we talk about speed defense defensive lineman every week in this league, how that's way more important than having the big guys because yeah. all the quarterbacks are very agile, able to move. So you want a guy like Zach who's going to be able to really chase the quarterback around. Um, Tinley was back this week. That's a big addition for them on the D-line. Uh, when they have Piscopo playing D-line, that's also great. I just think that they finally know where everyone needs to be playing on offense and defense. Uh, we talked about how Spo couldn't get involved in the offense. Spo moved to offensive line this week and was a huge Factor. I believe he scored a touchdown, had a couple really long big catch and runs off the line, and with Paulie, George and uh, Joe Ivanak playing receiver, that allows Spo to play. Joe line. had
0: a he had an
2: interception on you, correct? Joe Ivanak.
0: Did have? Any, oh, he, he had a big pass no, breakup. Up, and he pass had a touchdown up, too. So yeah,
2: he scored a touchdown also. Um, another big week for him. I just think that they have found the role, the right role for everyone on their team, and they have smart players on their team. They have uh, Spo, George. The great Smitty, athletes, good athletes everywhere across the board. I think that they, you could definitely argue them as the best team in the league. I think I would personally still take Ohio State,
1: but that's for another conversation, I guess. Yeah. Well, to me, I think that it's about learning the league. I think this team, they they came in first couple of games, they had the feel for it, uh, especially Smitty, uh, knowing when to pull it down and run, knowing when to throw, uh, attacking the weakness of, uh, of the opposing team. Each week, like I said, you hear me say every week, they progress every week. They learn more, maybe than any other team, every week, and they adapt to it. Uh, like it. Uh, chemistry, too. Uh, Paulie, uh, is Paulie one of the original Madawan guys? Or I don't was... think Paulie's from Matawan. Uh,
2: yeah, I, I mean, I, the I the chemistry. I think they, they knew him a little bit, but they didn't, like, know him, know him the way I guess they do now. The chemistry but...
1: between him and Smitty is phenomenal.
2: Phenomenal. Uh, uh, it's a great duel right I there. would be remiss to point leave two points out. One, Smitty threw probably one of the best balls of the season to Paulie on the game-winning touchdown against us. Uh throwing it basically out of bounds where Paulie had to catch the ball over his head, get right, two there's feet. Only one person feet. getting that ball. Only one person that was gonna get that ball it was gonna be Paulie. He made a phenomenal play. And I would be remiss to say that when I talk about the smart players on Arizona, I don't mention Joe DeMayo. Mm. He is definitely an engine, a key cog in that engine that keeps that team moving. And and then they, another guy
1: who's picked up his game, Joe Piscopo. Joe Piscopo picked uh, up his game. So much.
2: Con- <laughs> we finally get to see him as an athlete rather than just playing right, quarterback. Right. So I think a lot of people, not maybe people aren't surprised by what he's doing, but... They're seeing it. for. Yeah. They're seeing it because I think he had four interceptions when he was uh, subbing for Arizona State earlier in the day. They're, they're, they're running on no. all cylinders right now. Arizona, one of the highest teams in the league. No one wants to see
0: them. All right, that was a lot of time on this game here. Let's get into the next game here Kurtzman, the Ohio State TCU game, which changed everything. everything. Because when I was going through all the playoff
2: scenarios and doing everything, I was basically chalking up I think I was, I was, I, I was counting, up. Yeah, I was counting on Ohio State beating TCU and not having there be absolute mayhem in the league in the yeah. final, in the final week. But listen, I'm super, ha- I'm excited that TCU got the win because now TCU has something to play for against me in the last game of the year. And they proved that Ohio State isn't this unbeatable train that, that no, you, no one can get in front of and stop. So, um, we said it. On the pod that TCU, if anyone was defensive line, was going to be able to stop IB and make it difficult for him, it would probably be them, and they did just that. It
0: seems like Damian is uh, IB's kryptonite. Damian, every time he plays on the same field with IB, he's an absolute god. And makes uh, life impossible for Scott him. Scott Cruzman, when he shows up for TCU, their defensive line is the best D-line in the league with Scott, Damian, and Matt. TCU with Scott Cruzman, 2-0. Oh. TCU it- without Scott Cruzman, 0-4. Oh yeah. Literally, that's literally what it comes it's down literally to. Literally, what it is, uh, Matt. Um, we know great every week talks. He
2: was in big, his, had in a, his big bag. Sacks, a lot of big pressures. He was making plays all over the field. Um, Giles,
0: that quarterback, played a phenomenal did game. He, I
2: didn't see this game really, so
0: oh yeah, no, I was G- playing during yeah. it, so you gotta uh, tell me more G- about it. Giles, good dad, you ref this one right?
1: Yeah, it started off. Uh, first play of the game was I'd be running for a touchdown, untouched. Yeah. Yeah. First play, my biggest one of those games. actually, they jumped out to two touchdown league real early, and TCU actually had. A first and two and a first, and, I'm sorry, fourth and two and a fourth and one that they couldn't convert. And I said, all right, now the defense is playing well for, for OSU. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then all of a sudden things changed. Uh, <laughs> when they went a 12 nothing, they decided to go for two. And I'm shaking my head because to me, when you got a team down, put up as many points as you can, easy points as you can, and let the other team play catch up. They go for two, didn't get, and I'm saying to myself, if TCU gets in, and scores the extra point, that's going to be detrimental. And it wound up being that way because at halftime, it was a 13-12 lead for TCU. They hmm. turned it around quickly. Who got in
0: the end zone for TCU? Do you remember
2: I know Damien days?
1: scored on a wild catch over the middle and broken run for a touchdown. I saw that on the film. Yeah, I want to shout out Nick Rivas. <laughs> Every week he goes, you got to mention me on the cast. Uh he had a great game. Uh, they went to him early often, and yeah. he provided big He's, plays for them. He scored yeah, that he,
2: touchdown. He scored the other first half touchdown. It looked like on the film because like you got most of the you had most of the plays. Honestly, you said your film work wasn't very like you said it was a little shaky. It wasn't that I thought. It was more than okay. Obviously, oh, you were just no. you were just getting adjusted to using it. But my you, hand
0: was frozen. <laughs> weren't you inside the? You were definitely inside the press box. I saw no, the window close that morning. No, at no, no, because you, you can't be comfortable in the press box. You have to keep oh. getting up and moving. You're and we had a tripod me. there the whole time. No, nah, but it's hard to set up the tripod. No, it's not. Yes. You set it up. No,
2: but with on the in the press box. No, we did not no, use I would, it. no, I would no. I wanted to be outside yes, the press box. Yes, where I you was said outside. It was Ten degrees.
0: Yeah, it was ten degrees, but it was so difficult to record in the press box. You have to get up every three seconds. It's it's not enjoyable and recording in the press box. Next week, I'm bringing gloves. If I don't even know how I got on that duty, like, is that the perks of being your friend? Is that you have to do this bullshit? Maybe. Maybe. I like, think a I perk guess.
2: of being my friend is all the joy that I give all these people to play in my league, is, so. Is me,
0: yeah. me, That's me being a big part of the basketball league means I have to record for the football league? Like, like this is, this is, what kind of a trade-off is this? Anyways, if I'm back on that duty next week, Tripod will be out. We need on the, uh, Tripod will be on the bleachers. What? Oh, boo, boo. <laughs> Did
1: you Who catch any way? the controversy of uh, or they were complaining about when a, Next touchdowns where he kicked the ball on. We're talking the about. I, I forgot what game we're talking TCU. about. We're talking yeah. TCU. TCU. I was there. Yeah, uh, it's on film. I don't know how.
2: I don't know. I, I saw the play. I don't really know. What did you call? You call a touchdown on that? Yeah, when first it, foot in, second split. foot, he
1: kicks the pylon. But, yeah. I, but at the bottom of the pylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so pylons inbounds. bounds. Who and people freaking and out about? He lost
2: his touchdown. Yeah. Oh, it was, okay. Uh, the I actually saw it when I was playing. Well, I happened to turn around when uh, it happened. I
1: didn't but. know. Morex' argument was he thought he kicked the top of the pylon. Which no, was. it
2: definitely wasn't the top of the pylon. Right. But no, it was. Listen, you gotta make calls. You gotta it's not. You're gonna like half the team. Half the game's gonna like your call. Half the game's not gonna like your call. Yeah, you get
1: him back to the game. I think the. What made the difference in this game was the pass rush. You don't see Mbimbo get pressured that much. He's very easy. It's very easy for him to escape a pocket and, and create, you know, time for himself. He didn't have that time this game. Yeah, uh, I, They pushed the middle of the pocket, and they came with speed on the outside. Mm-hmm. That, and that's, if you ask me, that's the way to, to get to him. I think another thing that TCU finally adjusted to is the
2: fact that their cornerback play had been a little weak for the past couple weeks. They finally switched up to a zone. Um... Had Joey and Mikey Freeman, two very super experienced players, playing behind everyone. Mike so, played a great game. Mikey, yes, Mikey had a uh, he had an interception. I know. Mikey that.
1: is
0: another one. He's just so smart, knows how to grab the flag, knows where to be on the field. The things that aren't on the stat sheet are what Mikey Freeman is very Absolutely. good at doing. Um, Mikey is essential to any winning team. That's 100%. why, I, like you said, you mentioned with Clemson, if they ran their season back, if TCU got to ran, run their season back with Giles at quarterback and Scott Cruzman being there every game, right. they could literally be. A first or second place bi-week team. I'm Absolutely. not even kidding. Absolutely. I'm not even kidding. Listen, yeah, I think I agree with that. Their defense could be
2: at a super high level if they put it all together. And I think against Ohio State was what we exactly saw. We saw them put everything that they've done this season together. Uh, it turned out to be, uh, I think, a 26-18 final where they gave up a score late. So they were up two scores the whole game. It seems like you said they were up 12 nothing early, which means they scored 26 unanswered. Right. Yeah, that's, listen. And there were a lot of drop passes
1: by OSU. Really? A lot of drop passes. Mm-hmm. No, um, I Some think Brand- And defensively, yeah. they did not play well.
2: I think one thing I'm looking uh, into for my... Because I have to play a TCU next week. I think one thing I saw um, is that Brandon Giles <laughs> is very quick to run out of the pocket. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's because of pressure or if because he's just kind of getting used to the position, trying to figure out how much time he actually has in the pocket. But he's definitely one quicker to run out of the pocket, so I think that's one thing that he definitely needs to improve upon, but that's just something well, when you take had, more reps.
1: He had a groin injury this week. Really? Yeah. Well, so it wasn't like he, he wanted to run. Oh, no, he definitely didn't <laughs> want to.
2: So maybe then maybe it was the pressure more than it was just him running out of I, the I, pocket. I, I, but... I think he's
1: a small quarterback. I think he knows when to run. Yeah. Uh, if he pulls it down, decides he's going to do it quicker than others, then so be it. So be it. But uh, I, I think he's a great, great addition to that team. I wish he was there from the very beginning. Are you nervous about Ohio State moving forward, or is just a bad week and they'll be fine? No, I Like I said, I, I think it's so great that we're at the point that any team in this league can win. Yeah, beat anybody. We just
0: watched a team who we basically writ
1: off
2: before the week started. Right. Wrote, and off. Ne- wrote off,
1: yeah. I, I, I said no one's beating. No. Uh, o- um,
2: Ohio State for the rest of the year. Yeah, no. And we wrote them off before this before this week even started because I was making all the playoff scenarios with the assumption that they lost both their games. And now they and
0: now they're coming for your head. For my
1: head. Oh, I, I, I heard a big head. fuck you to the podcast after the game. I was trying to find out who said it. Said oh, it, it nice and oh, loud. Yeah, fuck the podcast.
0: No, I'm so tired of these fucking idiots on the pot that that oh the podcast is the podcast that listen butter no I don't get (laughs) listen here's the thing if we pick against you who cares? Why do you care who picks against you? Why do why you take it so personally if someone picks against you? And also, let's just be honest. The way TCU has been
2: playing this year compared yeah. to the way Ohio State has been playing this year. Are like, we kidding? What like, Are you, we serious? Like, what, what, what I want to know, if you're on a TCU, if you're someone who's not happy when we pick against you. Let's go. just take this TCU-Ohio State game, for example. TCU, what have you shown... Any of us through the first seven, six six games of the season to make us think that you were just going to go out there and beat the best team in the league? Like I'm no, sorry, absolutely. there was absolutely nothing. Do you want me to just I'm, listen? I'm trying to win the I'm trying to win the picks. I'm not going to just pick a team because yeah. Everyone, sh-
0: listen. Everyone's trying to win the picks, and I got this is the week where I got accused of picking. I, you you told me oh you picked because uh, and I I'm back I'm back we're tied we're all tied I, I went I had the best week this week as for our picks yeah. we are all, all tied going into uh, the fucking
2: playoffs man which yeah. one he is gonna pick against me that's what I can't wait to say because I know one he is gonna do Ooh, it. we have to pick against
0: uh we have to make the pick you have
2: to make the no we can make the pick on the on the uh, on the preview for, yeah for yeah, Mario's team yeah no, if if sure.
0: you guys ended up if you played right after TCU was whooping your team's ass so I you think got one, one thing pick. about
2: my team that we didn't um, talk about is um. And I guess this is honestly my fault because I'm the captain of the team. Energy super low. Mm. Yep. Yeah. I think last year I got carried in the energy department by yeah. Matt Hughes, Lorenzo. That's and, not your game. Your um, energy is not your game. Chance. Yeah. I think that's who carried my team in terms of energy last year. Um, I can get energy. I get energized in the game, but it's usually not from the very beginning. I usually have to get myself going a little bit. I, I heard yeah. Your defense was your problem this
1: week. I heard some oh. players talking about tripping about defense. No, uh, our defense was. We gave 34 points. <laughs> Jimmy Frio.
0: Uh, Jimmy Frio complaining about his. Uh, his usage rate. Yeah, Jimmy Furley's
2: Jimmy block hasn't he, ca- <laughs> he hasn't dropped the pass. That's what I think. I think Jimmy yeah. th- wait a I second. think Jimmy, I think Jimmy uh Jimmy has not dropped the pass this year. i have yeah. been thrown the ball for more than five yards down the field the entire season? No.
0: Wow, Jimmy getting no. exposed. No, I'm just podcast. being I'm
2: just being honest, What it is. I think everyone has to buy into their role, and I think uh people have to realize that sometimes there's better guys on the outside than there are in the trenches trying to catch the football mm. and with the game on the line, give me a little extra. Is it time. true Jimmy's yeah. never dropped the ball? Jimmy, I don't know if he's ever not dropped one um, off. No, that's what I heard. All right. That, yeah. When you're five only five only five yards away from the last scrimmage. What is it gonna be? I think Jimmy's ooh. a good Jimmy's a good player, but I need him to do more than just go out and try to make the pl- big play receiving.
0: Let's do dogs of the week and then let's and our power
1: rankings and then let's get out of here. Yep. Uh Dad, you have your dogs of the week for the games this weekend. My dogs of the week starting with the uh, UCLA Notre Dame game. I'm gonna go with the uh, outstanding player at a D-line for UCLA Austin and Kevin Malone I thought they played great uh, Notre Dame I-, I gotta go with Joe uh, Quarterbacking like I said Joe DeMayo Coming in cold Playing like that Playing at the level he did was amazing So he's, he's definitely a dog for me uh, TCU I'm gonna go with Nick Revis Who Like I said I should mention more often And uh, Scott Cruzman on the line Played great uh, Oklahoma we're gonna go with Zalek, Ed Zalek, Ed, Ed Zalek, and and for uh, Arizona, Joe Ivanek.
2: Yep, driving was all over the field against me. A uh, couple pass breakups, scored a touchdown. Ed Zalek caught two touchdowns. Another Just, guy making plays for me. And you
1: yeah. have more games, Dad. You have more? ASU. We're gonna go with Jack, uh, great game of receiver with stepped, uh, up, with stepped up with Julius out. And Clemson, we're gonna go with Dylan, who had a pick and a touchdown.
0: Coming so, off injury, had a coming good off game. injury, yes. Alright, uh let's get into our power rankings now. I'll start. I don't need pen and paper. I do. Yeah, I know you do. So you could write your you could write your thing down. I'll start. My number one team, I've been saying it all podcast, I got Arizona. Uh Smitty, Paulie, Joe, Spoh. uh, other Joe. Spo. Spo, everyone, Zach, Belheimer on the outside, everyone phenomenal from their team they've been playing great they're the highest team in the league i got them at number one number two Contrary to popular belief, I will still put Kurtzman here and Oklahoma at number two. I think the last two weeks, uh, like you said, you went from 19 points to 32 points this week. So your offense picked it back up, but your defense wasn't there. You were missing some guys. I'm not giving you an excuse, but I still think full strength your team should be number two. I think you've earned the right to be the number two team. But if you lose to TCU, you will be dropping in this power ranking. But for right now, I will still go Oklahoma number two. Number three, I'm going to go Ohio State. I think Ohio State, even though they lost to TCU, they, it was it happens. They had a bad week, but I still think bimbo is the best part in the league. Uh, I still think that they have a lot of explosion on the offensive side of the football. I think they'll figure it out defensively. Still love their line. They're a three for me. Four, I'm going to go Arizona State. And I think really f- one through four could be interchangeable no matter what anyone wants to say, but whatever. Arizona State, Augie's look great at quarterback. They won this week without Julius, who's leading the uh, leading the league in receiving yards. Uh, I think they have a lot of playmakers. Their defense looked good. No true this week either, and they won. Uh, they are four for me. Five, I will go UCLA. I think they went from eight to five. I think they made that leap. It was crazy. Rob is playing really good. It looks like the talent on that team is finally starting to mesh on the field. Last two weeks, two really big wins for them. They've played great. Six. I'm gonna go TCU. I think TCU has, like I keep saying, we talk about how the game is won at the line of scrimmage. They have been phenomenal. On the defensive line, when all their guys are there, like Kurtzman said, two and zero with Scott, zero and four without him. Scott, Damian, Matt Morola is the best defensive trio in the league on the line. They are six for me, seven. I will go Notre Dame. That's because Sam Allen didn't play this week. Nick Douglas didn't play this week, and now they are they don't control their own destiny. They need T- they need Kurtzman in Oklahoma to beat TCU to get to the playoffs, and then last the only team that has officially eliminated, Clemson, and we already talked about them. Dad. I'm turning it over to you. Give me your power. Rankings. This is amazing. This
1: is one of the few times that I am in lockstep with you. Everything I wrote down is exactly the way you called it out. Zona one, OSU two, uh, Oklahoma three. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was
2: a change right there. What? You had me too. He I'm had, sorry. He, he had, had me you had two. two and I had, oh, had Kirschman
1: at two. All right, then let's go over this again. I got Arizona one. There's is not a hotter team in the league. Playing better, playing with chemistry. Uh, they're number one in the power ranking to me. Uh, I'm still gonna go with OSU at number two. Uh, Simply for the fact that uh, Kurtzman's team dropped two in a row, yeah. and it's not a good way to end the season. So Kurtzman comes in at three. Augie jumps back up to number four. Augie uh, can carry a team. You can see by you know the way he played this week, he, he can certainly carry a team to the championship. Uh, number five, UCLA jumped up from. I had him at number eight the yeah. week before. But uh, they're playoff bound, and uh, they're playing hot. They're playing well. Let's hope they continue the trend. Six, TCU. Seven Notre Dame and followed by eight Clemson, the only team out of the playoffs. All right. That's going to be it for the episode number 38, the week six recap
0: podcast. Kurtzman, do we have anything to say before we get out of here? Reiterate again
2: regular season finale, Oklahoma versus TCU, is at 12 o'clock on Saturday at raritan bay cougars field the following day sunday we will have games at 12 o'clock and 1 at raritan bay cougars field as well for the first round of the playoffs we already know the four versus five is ucla versus arizona state the three six matchup is up
1: in the air let's get everyone at the field for that tcu game that'd be great it's like a playoff atmosphere for tcu it's win or go home yeah so i like to see a big crowd there uh, a good atmosphere a good playoff atmosphere
0: All right, we'll catch you guys then. We'll see. We'll be back for the preview. We will drop it probably on Thanksgiving. We'll record it before it, but we'll drop it the morning of Thanksgiving. See everyone then. We'll catch you guys.